You know, I asked the, my kids recently, I asked them, I said, uh, what was the most surprising uh, joy that you've had, the, the, the biggest Christmas surprise you ever had growing up? And they, they mentioned this, they, on, on Christmas morning they woke up and they did their normal gifts and everything, but then I had one big, big, big box that was wrapped. And inside the box there was an envelope. And inside the envelope was a start to a scavenger hunt that I had prepared for them. So they, first it was a scavenger hunt around the house, and then they had to do it all around the neighborhood, and it, it climaxed with them coming back to our garage where there was a, a brand new golden retriever puppy, right? Aw. <laughs> I love it when all the ladies at one time go, aw. And so that was really neat. And you know, I mean, Christmas, so much of the cool things about Christmas uh, is about surprise. And there's so many fun things about Christmas surprises and things. And, and, and you know, really about life. Uh, life is full of surprises, isn't it? And one thing is, you know, the surprises come in different packages, don't they? There are some surprises that are not good, are there? While some surprises are not good, there are other surprises that are really, really, really good. make me cry. <laughs> uh, you know, life is, is made up of so many surprises, and some good, some bad, some indifferent, but you're going to find a life just so full of surprises. Even the first Christmas was so full of surprises. Everyone was surprised to one degree or an, uh, another. In fact, let's look. Let's look at each character, it seems like, had a surprise. The first one was, uh, was Mary. And listen to this. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a, a, to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And I want you to just put yourself in, these, in the situation of these people. Put yourself in their sandals because all of a sudden, imagine you're this young lady between somewhere between 14 and 18 years old and, and you're just doing your, your ordinary thing and suddenly an angel appears to you. And not only does an angel appear to you, the angel talks to you. I mean, surprise, right? I mean, that would, that would blow you away. In fact, the first thing he had 
had to do was say chill, right? He had to calm her down. In fact, you're going to see this is the standard MO of, this, of angels throughout this of every time. The first thing they have to say just about is calm down, calm down, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. So she's surprised, but then watch what happens next. The next thing is, is the surprise was the message he gave her. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Now imagine again, you're a teenager, you have never been with a guy and suddenly you're told that you're going to have a baby. Uh, Again, surprise, right? And Mary responded with the question that you and I would probably ask at that same time too. How in the world is this going to be possible? Because uh, Mary asked, because since I am a virgin. And Gabe answers her question. The the angel answered, "The the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One born of you will be the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month. Don't miss this. For nothing is impossible with God. I love that. And there's people right now that you're hearing my voice and you need to hear those words. Nothing is impossible with God. That difficult situation that you're facing right now, nothing is impossible with God. With God, that, that horrible, the very difficult situation that you're facing right now, nothing is impossible with God. The impossible situation that you're looking at right now, nothing is impossible with, with God. So Mary is surprised. But then you also have Joseph was surprised. And he was very, very, very surprised in a bad way at the start. And it says this, this is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Now, we do not know how, how Joseph found out. He could have, uh, Mary could have told him, uh, you know, that, that she was pregnant. Uh, he could have heard it through the grapevine, and then he was about to lose his mind. You know, I'm sorry, that's a song. And then, uh, but you know, but one thing we can find out is, is you know this was devastating to him. He doesn't know what's happened here. Uh, she may have said, hey, you, you, you don't understand what took place, but, but he's, he's freaking out at this point, just like you and I would. Imagine you being in those, uh, in those, those shoes. Imagine you being in those sandals. And, and here's the thing, that to this point, he thinks his, his fiancée has betrayed her. Him. He thinks that. That's what it sure seems to, to be the case. But so then he does a very surprisingly good thing based on what he knew. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. I mean, do you get that? Even though he thinks she completely, you know, be, betrayed him and cheated on him, he's going to do what is best for Mary. Man, that's surprising, isn't it? And then uh, he could have had her publicly disgraced. He could have had her stoned as an adulteress. But instead, he tries to do it in the way that is going to be best for, for Mary. But I love what happens next. But, and I love that with God, there's always a but in a bad situation, right? After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. I love this. An angel appears and says, look... Mary's everything you thought she was. She's as pure as you thought she was. She's as innocent as you thought she was. She's as as God-fearing as you thought she was, uh, Joseph. And, And what is happening here 
is of me, just like she told you it was. She told you it was of, of me, and it is of me. Now, can you imagine that surprise? Can you imagine he has gone from the, from the lowest depths to the highest heights in one second? Can you imagine the joy that is now flooding his, and the relief that is flooding his mind and flooding his heart? And can you imagine the joy and relief that's flooding Mary's heart, now knowing that, that, that Joseph knows the truth about the, the matter? And, uh, and Joseph's given even some more surprising news. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. I mean, not only has he just gone from the depths to the heights, but now he realizes he is going to be the dad of the, of the Savior of the world. That's pretty cool. Talk about turning something bad into something good. So you've got Mary who was surprised. You've got Joseph who was surprised. You also have Herod who was very unpleasantly surprised. Uh, it, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who's been born uh, king of the Jews? We saw the star in the east and they come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. The word therefore disturbed, it actually means to agitate. So you got this, this is the picture, okay? And there's two different entities that are like this right now that they're totally upset. The first one is, is Herod himself. Because why would Herod be upset? Because he is a bogus king. He's actually an Edomite. He is not a Jew, and yet he's being, being the king of the Jews at that time. And when he finds out that the real king of the Jews is, uh, is there, he is absolutely, totally upset. And he's not the only one upset. The people are also upset. Now, why would the people be upset? Because, you know, you've heard the saying, when mom ain't happy, ain't no one happy. When Herod ain't happy, ain't no one happy. I mean, this guy was crazy. This guy was a absolute loon, a tyrant loon. Uh, one time, the, uh, a high priest criticized him, and he had him killed. This guy was so paranoid that anybody he even th remotely thought could usurp his throne, he had killed. I mean, he had his, his wife's uncle killed. He had his uh, brother killed. He had his wife's grandfather killed. He had his wife killed, and he had two of his sons killed because he thought they could pro were trying to take over his, his throne. And you talk about cruel, you talk about mean, how about this? He had it set up that when he was about to die, he rounded up several of the, the leading people of the city uh, and, and, had, and said, on the moment that I'm killed, you kill them because I want my death, the day of my death, to be a day of mourning everywhere. I mean, this guy made the Grinch look like Mother Teresa, didn't he? This guy was absolutely, totally bonkers. So can you imagine how everybody was upset? So he's upset, the people are upset, everybody's upset at that, at that point. The Magi were surprised. The Magi had been following a star for, for some time that they knew that for somehow they knew that this star represented where the Messiah was going to be born. And they made a mistake. They, they assumed that he was going to be in the wrong place. They assumed he was, obviously, if he's going to be the king of, of the Jews, he's going to be born in Jerusalem, right? But then he, they go there and they find out, they look up, and, and the star's not over Jerusalem. So they do something very surprising. In fact, ladies, you know, this, I'm glad you're sitting down because this is uh, one of the most surprising parts of this whole story, that they were guys, they were lost, and they asked for directions, right? So they asked for directions, and they're saying, where is the, where is the one who's supposed to be the king of the, of the Jews? And they said, uh, and they knew exactly. The religious leader said he's going to be born in Bethlehem, just right up the, the road. 
Now, here's the amazing thing to me. Here's, this blows me away. Here's the religious leaders, the ones who have been waiting for the Messiah for, 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 uh, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that has been prophesied. They know exactly where he's supposed to be born, and now they hear that he's born there, and nobody shows up. Nobody goes to check it out. Not one religious leader in those days checked it, checked it out. To me, that is incredibly surprising. But can you imagine how surprised the Magi were when they came in and they, uh, and they look and, and it's over this little podunk, no account, hick town called Bethlehem. I mean, can you imagine how, just how, how confused they were and surprised they were at that? And can you imagine how surprised they were when they f- spent all that time following a star and they wound up in a stable? And you and I know what that feels like a lot of times, don't we? Because sometimes uh, life can be unpleasantly surprising. We can follow a star. We can follow a dream and sometimes find ourselves in a, uh, in a stable. And also the shepherds were surprised. In Luke chapter t- uh, 2, it says this, And there were shepherds out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were terrified. Okay, I mean, put yourself in their sandals again. You're sitting there just out in the dark, out in the field, and all of a sudden an angel appears to you. And not only that, but then the whole countryside lights up. Now, the brightest thing you've ever seen in your life is a torch, okay? And suddenly everything lights up. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. There's that calming statement again. And I want to say, I really feel like God's saying that to somebody that's hearing my voice right now. Maybe you're online, maybe you're in here. And you need to hear the words, don't be afraid. God's got this, God's covered this, don't be afraid. You don't have to be afraid because we do serve a God that is absolutely amazing. But the angel said to him, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Now there's not just an angel, there's a whole army of angels. And I thought of this, I thought this has had to be another surprise for Mary and Joseph. This had to be a huge surprise for them. Imagine this, imagine that you've just given birth, ladies, and you're in the birthing room and all of a sudden here comes this whole horde of of guys, dirty, stinky guys come running in completely unannounced to look at the kid. Right? I mean, can you imagine the surprise of this when suddenly you're, this, is, this is happening? But here's the thing, too, that, that uh, the angel, you know, first you have an angel talking to the, the guys. Then you have the countryside. Then you have a whole a group of angels. I bet when they woke up that morning, they weren't expecting these things to happen. I bet they did not go, you know what, today, I bet an angel appears to us. I bet, man, we're going to go see the Messiah. I mean, none of this was on their agenda. And for some reason, I thought about a time when I was, I was on a cruise one time. And I remember being, uh, that, that I was running around, the, we were at sea that time, and, and I'm uh, doing, doing laps on the, on the back of the boat. Now, the whole back of the boat on this cruise was French. Every person. I mean, it was, it was just like the whole place had been, had been rented by, uh, by, by French. And so I'm running around there, and I'm watching this volleyball game going on. It's a bunch of guys, and they're, this isn't just this little playful volleyball game. This is a real volleyball game. And I'm like going, man, I want to get in this. I want to get in this. I want to get in this game. And so somebody, one of the guys left, and I go, you know, I thought, this is my chance. And I go, you know, I don't speak any French. They didn't speak any English, and I'm doing this. And they, they were really welcoming me in. It was so much fun. I had a great time with them for about an, an hour. We were playing a tough game, and we, you know, we fist bump at the end. We shake hands at the end, and we do, do a bro hug and everything. And had a great time and said, au revoir. That's about it, right? 
And so then I'm, I, I'm in the, the buffet line at, uh, at midnight, and all of a sudden I hear this raucous laughter and singing coming from a piano bar. Okay, so I look in there, and there's, the, there's those guys and with their wives, and they see me, and they go, they, go, they said, volleyball, volleyball, come, 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 volleyball. So I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I am arm in arm with these guys. They are sloshed, okay, completely sloshed. And we're singing, these vagabond shoes. And I'm, and I'm thinking, if somebody wo- would have woken me up that morning and told me, that night, I'm going to be arm in arm with a bunch of drunk French guys singing Sinatra, I'm not going to believe it. But that's my life. You know, I actually, I would believe it because nothing normal ever happens to me. But I thought, I thought, you know, we wake up some days and we expect one thing to happen and God just laughs, right? I mean, God just laughs at it because it never... I, have you ever had a day that really filled, that worked out exactly the way you planned? Certainly not a week and certainly not life either. But just because things didn't have, turn out the way we wanted doesn't mean they can't turn out better than we ever planned or, or dreamed. Think about what happened with Mary and Joseph there. I mean, they were expecting one thing. They were just expecting to have a child, get married, and maybe have some children. But no, instead, man, they, can you imagine? They encountered the living God. They encountered angels. They had, I bet you, I bet you Mary, uh, that Mary's faith in Joseph's goodness after he was going to do the right thing, uh, do the nicest thing, I bet that increased. I, you guarantee that, that Joseph's faith in Mary increased about a hundredfold at that, at that point. And then they were, they were now going to be the, the parents of the Messiah, right? I mean, Mary wasn't just going to have a child. She was going to have, you talk about bragging rights, Right? Can you imagine this? Three ladies hanging around. Hey, what does your, what does your son do, Susan? Well, my son's a doctor. What does your son do? Well, my, you know, Mary, I mean, uh, you know, Patricia, my, my, you know, my son, he's in the government. He's high up in the government. What does your son do, Mary? He's the king of kings, lord of lords, <laughs> Messiah. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's some bragging rights, isn't it? And then in, in something there, too, is, you know, at Christmas. I bet you this Christmas, things, some of the things are not going to turn out the way you want it. Some may be better, some may be worse, some may be just indifferent, but just different. But that doesn't mean God can't. Even if it turns out some ways, maybe it looks like things could be worse than you planned, they can still end up being better. I think I said this last year, but one time I, I was growing up in Colorado and my... Um, and my mom, man, she thrived at Christmas. She was, that was her time. You know, that was, that was Elvis saying, you know, Santa's big scene was a Christmas. My mom's big scene was Christmas. She loved it. And I remember one time she slipped on the ice right before Christmas and broke her arm. And being, me being about a nine or 10-year-old boy that's kind of selfish going, oh, great, mom just ruined Christmas, right? And so I'm sitting, but then I ended up having to be her arms and feet and everything when we went, when she needed to go shopping or when she was baking and she did a lot of baking. And I remember, I remember us talking a lot. I remember us laughing. I remember us one time laughing so hard we were wiping away tears. I remember singing songs with, uh, whether it was they're putting, we put the little, little record player on. And I remember watching old Christmas movies on a, on a black and white TV when trying to get the right thing with the, with the rabbit ears antennas. And I can honestly look back and say that was probably my favorite Christmas ever growing up. Surprise. God can take the bad situations and he can make good come out of them. And perhaps the greatest surprise in this whole Christmas season, or this whole Christmas story, is that God was able to take all these surprises, good, bad, and indifferent. And notice this, every surprise ended up better 
except for with Herod. Everybody on God's team, it's, it ended up better than what they had planned. But, I, but, but also, God was able to take all these different surprises and make the greatest surprise ever that God had came, came in the form of a human being and God came as, a, as, uh, as our Savior. You know, one thing my mom was able to do, she was able to take three things that taste horrible by themselves, flour and shortening and, uh, and, and also baking soda, and three things by themselves that was horrible, and she could make the most delicious biscuits ever. And God can take, God's baking something in your life and in your family's life, and he can take even those, those things, those negative surprises or just the indifferent surprises, all those things that are going to happen this year, this week, this month, at Christmas time, and he can make something really, really amazing and delicious come as a result. Amen.